What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely day. It's Sunday today for us, but I hope everybody's having a great time. I'm officially done with my manuscript, and that means that I am going to take the whole week off doing nothing but binging Friday Night Lights, and I just want to let everybody know that I started it last night, and I'm already almost on season two, so... <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. (laughs) If you guys have any uh, TV recommendations, let me know. I like to have like TV in the background when I'm reading. Don't recommend me any books because Lord God knows that my TBR is as long as fucking Niagara Falls at this point. Um, I am currently reading Rush by Penelope Black. Uh, We record. I recorded an episode with her a few days ago. It's the second book in her Brotherhood series. And oh God, Chef Kisses. So good so far. I'm really loving it. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. But uh, other than that, that's about it. Stevie, what are you up to? Well, I've been reading a lot lately, which back in my grind. We know <laughs> how I uh, fall off the wagon sometimes <laughs> with the reading. Um, I finished The Trouble with number nine which is book two in Piper Rain's Fury series mm-hmm. um that's another hockey series really good rom-com I love the characters they're so funny um I finished Charmed which is book three in Laura Pavlov's Willow Spring series and it was my by far my favorite one yet okay, um okay. I absolutely, absolutely loved Mara and Cruz's story. Um, I am now halfway, I think about halfway through Beneath the Fallen Stars, which is uh, Kaylee Ryan and Lacey Black's new book, mm. which comes out in the next couple weeks, um, or actually the next couple days, I think it comes out August 15th, I believe. A few days after my birthday. Um. And that is a military insta-love type of story. I wouldn't say insta They labeled it insta-love, but I don't feel like it's really insta-love. I feel like there's more insta-connection and chemistry, like, right off the bat. Mm, gotcha. And either one are in a relationship, so they're like, and he's trying to break down this girl's walls. Okay. And I really like the characters in this book, and I tell you why. A, the girl's, the girl's name is... We all know I love me a girl's name that is actually a guy's name. Her name a is Shane. Sex name? A unisex name? Yeah. Her name is Shane. And then the guy's name is Ford. I also really love a unisex name. I love a unisex name. Especially when they're done right, like with the right type of character. Yeah. That can really, that's really. Um, like I, you look at me and I'm a unisex name. Like. Same. I cannot have the name, like, look at me. You cannot look at me and call me Rebecca, (laughs) okay? Like, my name is not a, like, all-female name. Like, there's no way. Like, Alex fits me. Charlie fits me. Um, What else is unisex name? Taylor. What's another unisex name? Harper. Like, unisex names fit me very well. I mean, hell, I have a unisex name. My name is Stevie for crying out loud. You know, I know Miss Stevie Nix. What's really funny is that we talk about that, like our group of friends talk about this often. And I think we discussed this 
I don't know if you were you weren't on there last weekend. You had gotten off. Um, and Amy and I said something about a about names in general. And I had said, do you know what it feels like to be the child that can't buy a freaking license plate when they go on vacation? Oh my God, yeah. Or like the little keychains and stuff like that. Because my name is never on that shit. Like it's never going to happen. That's why when I was picking my uh, author name, like my pen name or whatever, I still wanted to keep it unisex. And low-key, I've never told this story in public, but I'm totally going to. I don't even care. So the reason I picked the name Monty J for myself is because, and they're gonna, you're going to fucking die when I tell you this, is because, so when I was playing sports in high school, I was number 23 when I was playing softball. And I picked 23 my, in Little League, and I kept it all through high school because, in my mind, logically, at, you know, 10, when I started Little League, I wanted people to think that I was the Michael Jordan of softball, right? So that's why I picked 23. So when (laughs) I decided to start writing, (laughs) when I decided to start writing, I wanted to have the initials MJ so that people could call me MJ because I wanted people to think I was the Michael Jordan of writing. And that is probably stupid to some people, but to me and my dad, it's like a, it's a nod to my dad. My dad's a, he's not a huge basketball fan. He's more of like, he's a huge MJ and Kobe fan. Like he's a fan of like their work ethic and who they are as people and who they are as players. And I was really raised on the mentality of like, you know, of a cope of like the Mamba mentality and like a, Michael Jordan mentality so it's kind of like a nod to my dad and a nod to work ethic and working hard is that you know in order to live up to like an MJ kind of nickname you got to get your shit together and work hard so there's that story for everybody in case anybody wanted to know um what else is going on these days uh we have our indie author panel coming up um yes that's super exciting we also have we also I have a cover reveal coming up on August the 20th very exciting I can't wait for you guys to see the cover the cover is so pretty I think you guys will love it um we also have we announced this on if you missed our cougar talk episode um we we dropped some we dropped some things (laughs) And that is that our indie author panel is going to kick off a 14 days of romance um, event of episodes event. and giveaways. And we're going to be doing giveaways every day for 14 days. Um, Not to mention, we will have corresponding podcast episodes for those days. Yep. And when I tell you that these are some heavy hitters we got coming on, okay, the fact that we were able to land these hoes is just insane. Okay. <laughs> also, when I say hoes and bitches, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it is like a friendly way. Oh my God. There was a girl who messaged me. Melinda. Is that her name? She yeah, goes Melinda. We're friends now. And I call, I, I love like, Melinda. Melinda. <laughs> I was on live and I was like, Melinda, you hoe, because she hadn't read something that I really liked or something like that. And she messaged me and she's like, she said, like, you call me a hoe. And I was like, oh my God, I only call people I like hoes. Like, I don't mean it <laughs> offensively. So when I call you a hoe, it's a compliment. 
That's that I love I love yeah. Wanda. <laughs> Prepare yourself for 14 days of romance with the Bookshelf Orphans podcast. Prepare yourself for a lot of really epic episodes. And we're gonna trick bait you guys because you yep. guys won't find out until the new author is the next day unless you listen to the end of the podcast. So you gotta listen to learn more. Yep, you have got to listen all the way through just to find out who the next day will be and we will be doing a reveal of what giveaways are going to be happening the day of. Um, you can't see what's behind me or next to me right now, but I have a, a poster board that will help reveal those for 14 days. I got all crafty. All snazzy fazzy. Right. Um, but we are really looking forward to this. This is a way to say thank you to everybody who's listened to us the last year yeah which is really really hard to believe that that's happening i know and we have Um, a bunch of fun stuff coming up for the end of the year honestly and i've got some really cool shit i'm taking over october (laughs) (laughs) um halloween is my shit i know y'all know that i like the dark and spooky and so i'm taking over the month of october on our instagram and i'm going to be doing some really cool stuff that i'll probably announce i would say end of september middle of september sometime probably uh, after uh 14 days of romance exactly it's gonna be super exciting um you guys are gonna freak and no pun intended and it's gonna be awesome so stay tuned for all that um we also have a patreon Mm -hmm. make sure you guys go check that out i named those tiers that are absolutely cool as fuck so make sure you guys go check it out make sure you guys go look at it um if you cannot donate to the patreon no big deal honestly all we would love for you to do is subscribe to us on whatever you listen to leave us a really leave us a really good review on apple or spotify or wherever you listen and tell people about us listen to us on your way to work okay you know what you know what i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna start if i'm gonna start giving motivational speeches on this thing you go get that money honey you get that bread you make that paper like <laughs> you go do you that <laughs> everybody who doesn't want to listen to me on their ride to work okay that's all i gotta say (laughs) but uh i think that covers about everything stevie do you want me to go ahead and read the intro for the lovely author that we will be interviewing today yes please (laughs) sm broad is a 30 something coffee connoisseur she's a mermaid obsessed dinosaur loving moose collecting ohioan whose love of reading and dream of being an author was born at the age of 15 after reading don't die my love by Laura Lorraine McDaniel. I butchered that name. She lives in a small town with her husband and son and two daughters. She enjoys yoga, listening to all genres of music, watching movies, and having dance parties with her kids. When she isn't momming and writing, you can find her curled up with a good book and spending time with her friends and family. Without further ado, let's go check out what SM Broad has to say today. Thank you so much for joining us, SM Broad. Welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. We are so stoked to have you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you guys to talk books and fun things. Oh my God, it's going to be a blast. We, I literally love this podcast. I just love talking to new people. And everybody that <laughs> knows me on this podcast knows I could literally talk to anything. The wall. The wall. <laughs> I like talking to people. Um, so I like to start it off by asking where the weather is, where you're at. It is hot and sunny and so awesome. Like, I don't 
usually like the sun, but I went camping with my family this weekend and it was, it was actually really, really nice, but I'm home now and I just, I'm enjoying it still though. <laughs> so are you in like Florida? No, I'm in Ohio. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Your bio says Ohioan because me and Steve were yeah. like, listen, we got to talk about this moose collector. We got to talk about this moose collection. The what? Oh, the moose collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, like I read yeah. it on your, I was like, unless I read somebody else's intro. <laughs> no, no. Yes, I do collect mooses. <laughs> But they're like ceramic mooses, right? I collect. No, she collects the real thing. I mean, I mean let's, let's be honest. I mean, okay, cool, cool. Any, anything, yeah. I love mooses. Let's be okay, honest. I love owls. It's fine. People can collect whatever they want. I mean, there are people out there living with tigers in their homes. I would not put it past anybody to be collecting moose. Okay. Well, if I could. <laughs> It makes no sense to me. Technically, if moose is one, then the plural of it should be meese. I agree, but I guess it's just moose. Like, it's, I don't know. It's so not even because it's like, it should be meese because you have one goose, two geese. Yeah, I it agree with geese. that. All right. It's logic. Anywho, all right. So moving forward anyways. Um... <laughs> Anywho, moving forward, uh, we're going to jump right on into questions and I'm going to handle the first section. So we're going to talk about the road to finding me. Also, I really love these covers. I think that they're super colorful and just really pretty in general and very unique. So I really love them. Thank you. Um, the road to finding me is a bo is book one in your finding me series. And this is now listen, you're going to have to pronounce to me the character names before I fuck them up. <laughs> Ayla and Latham. Okay, Ayla and Latham. Now, listen, I know that might be easy for some people, but me with a dys with dyslexia and a southern accent, I'm at a disadvantage, okay? <laughs> That's so, okay. <laughs> this was their story, and what was the inspiration behind these characters? And also, tell us about, like, the, uh, does the cover design, because I want to know. The cover was just, I just had this, this very basic idea of this girl holding a suitcase, and I just love colors. So when I took it to my cover artist, I said, you know, just kind of do what you want. And the first cover was one of the very first mock-ups she sent me. And I was like, that's it. That's the cover. Like that was in my head and I didn't even know it. I love that. So it was kind of, it was super awesome the way it happened. And my inspiration was actually, I was just sitting around one day and I heard uh, the song in our uh, demons by imagine dragons. And I thought, how cool would it be like for there to be a heroine who's like on the run. She thinks she's like this super dark evil person because of something that happened to her. And then like, it just kind of snowballed from there. And I sat down and I wrote a book. Okay. I mean, I'm here for it. Also, I fucking love Imagine Dragons. I love that song. Such a jam. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so our female main character has a rough past that plagues her. And she meets this emerald-eyed mechanic. And we love a mechanic. We love a mechanic on this, at, when this, on this podcast. So what surprised you most when you were writing this book? Uh, so I think it was the plot twist, which obviously I can't say for those who haven't read it. But hopefully me saying there's a plot twist <laughs> they go what's this plot twist now I have to read it but it was definitely the plot twist it's like after they get together you know and 
something really crazy happens and then Latham really shows his true colors as you know like what kind of a man he is and oh I just loved it <laughs> Shame. I love I love when authors are also very passionate about their love for their characters like oh my gosh <laughs> I really really try to separate my art from myself like I genuinely try to be the person that can separate like, and I feel like to an extent I can, I can separate myself from my art, but at the same time, like, it is very hard for me to not feel like these things are like extensions of myself, you know? So, yeah. so when authors, when authors talk about having like, oh, I'm very separate from my art, like, you know, I'm very, you know, segregated from it. I'm like, teach me. I need to know how. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. feel like, I feel like they are, I don't even give a shit. I don't even care. They are my children. I have none. Yes, I always call them my book babies because I have three kids in real life and these are my my book children. Like, <laughs> I ain't got no kids in real life. These shit, this is the only thing I got and I think it'd be the only thing I will have. So <laughs> that's, that's that. All right, Stevie, you can take the next section. All right, so book two <laughs> in this series is The Path to Finding You. So what inspired you to write a second chance romance? Well, I loved... In the first book, I loved Ayla's best friend, Layla. She's just, she's based on one of my best friends. She's short and spit fiery and she just takes no bullshit from anybody. And then I was like, well, what if it's, you know, his best friend and her best friend? And they kind of start a thing in the first book. And then something happens that takes, like, tears them apart from each other. And then I was like, oh, my God, they're getting a book. And it just happened to be a second chance, which is my favorite uh, trope to read. So to get this chance to write a second chance, like, I was, like, over the moon for these characters. Not to mention, second chance is just full of just, like, the angst. It's just everything good. It's just, I love a second chance. I love it. Yeah, so many possibilities. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So in Cohen and Layla's story, you talked a lot about a, addiction and that's a pivotal part in the story. Um, did you know right from the start that you wanted to touch on that or did you just have it organically happen? I did not write it that way purposefully I had a whole different storyline for Cohen and then it just kind of took this turn and I was like okay like I'm just going with the flow here and that's just how it happened (laughs) we love a good moment when that happens we love when that happens (laughs) those are always like the best I feel like for me personally those are the best parts of the book and usually reader it's the reader's favorite part of the story as well It was, it was definitely very difficult to like get through those, those rough and raw moments, but I feel like it made the book that much better. Yeah. And I've gotten so many messages from readers saying, you know, I loved how real, you know, his, his struggle was. And I loved how fiercely Layla wanted to help him. And I have goosebumps just talking about it. (laughs) I love it. That, I think that's one of the, I, I guess I think it's like one of my favorite, I don't know, I guess favorite topics that's broached in, in romance when it's, in, when it's used, just because yeah. it's just, it's such a difficult thing. I think so many people relate to, and I think when done well is just an element that I think is just so good in a book. So yeah, I agree <laughs> moving to book three, the way to finding her book three is Davis and Ivanya. Is that how you say her name? 
Eviana. Eviana. Listen, you're just, you're just put all these characters in the book just to fuck me up. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. I like the, the unique names. Like, you're totally they, They're just weird. You're <laughs> I fine. Like weird I do too. I do too. So this story for the listeners who may haven't heard of you, can you give them a brief synopsis of what they can expect? Okay. So in this book, uh, this book is about Latham's little brother, Davis. So you get a little bit like just the hint of him in the first book. And I actually had readers messaging me begging for a book for Davis because it wasn't (laughs) planned originally. It, this was going to be like a duet kind of thing like this the first two books and then everybody was like oh my god we love Davis can we have more Davis and I was like well I don't have anything planned for him and then again I was just sitting here and this story popped into my head and I said this is Davis's story like I love and that's it. how it was born <laughs> I love so it when side this- characters are just like psych bitch I want a book yeah exactly that's exactly how it happened because I was like no I mean you know you had your little five minutes of fame in the first book and then he's like aha no I'm getting my own book (laughs) I love that so in this book he's he's a, a little younger he's he turns 21 in his book and he goes out and celebrates with his brother and Ayla and he meets this girl like he literally runs into her the night that he's celebrating her birth, his birthday, sorry. And uh, then she's like just super like weird and quiet and like gives off this like she's a loner type of vibe, but she's got these really super piercing blue eyes. And for like the next two weeks after he runs into her and helps her at the bar, he can't think of anything but these eyes that have like have been haunting him. And then he sees her again and he pursues her, even though he can tell she's kind of like super quiet, like shy. Yeah. And then he helps her. Yeah. He helps her break out of her shell and more goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if when, oh, wait, oh, shit! I about about took your second question. Sorry. My bad. Um, if you could pick one of the three books to be turned into a TV or movie, which one would you pick? And then who would you oh cast in your dream roles or your dream Okay, cast? so just based on the second part of this question, I would go with The Road to Finding Me. And Jensen Ackles would be my Latham because he Ooh. is my Latham. Like, that is who I pictured as my Latham as I was writing. And actually, Sign me I up. did. Yes, Ayla is... Um, Ayla is his real life wife, uh, Danielle Ackles. Yeah. Rachel so from One Tree Hill. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Rachel from One Tree Hill. Yes. I love One Tree Hill. So, based on that second part of the question alone, it would be the first book and it would be Jensen Ackles. Rachel from One Tree Hill. I have yes, not watched yes. One Tree Hill. Nobody fucking killed me. Oh, it's so good i'm a friday night remember remember i told you we talked about this who did we talk about this with somebody we can't talk about i think is it the is it the chick that um lucas ends up with no she's she's on no side character okay all right okay well i'm not gonna know so well i'm not gonna know because i am a freaking i'm a i'm a friday night lights fan not a one tree hill kind of gal okay oh it was amy we could talk about amy amy and i were telling you that you need to watch 
the series and get past like no i don't like it the school shooting and then everything gets really good oh, okay yeah it's lovely the first the first 10 episodes of, of season one were very boring all right well yeah. I'll, I'll just you have to get over that slump and then it's just full steam ahead look it's like <laughs> it's like game of thrones it is not it is not it is like because the first four episodes of game of thrones were so long and like drug yeah, out and i love them and then you <laughs> fell in love with them i love game of thrones though i do too but it took me four episodes to get into it well that's uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got two very different types of taste i believe stevie that's that's what basically this is coming yeah you're the one who's been watched friday night lights for like the thousandth time last night exactly because it is good <laughs> and everybody needs tim riggins in their life that's what i'm trying to tell people here anywho <laughs> what is next for you in 2021 well i'm hoping more books <laughs> <laughs> we all well, I'm with you girl yes we all hope for more books no I I really want to write Layla's brother a book Kai oh I love that a little bit of in the second book but he's being very difficult so I've kind of put that aside and I've got you know projects here and there that I've started and I'm trying to work on but I'm I'm in this really big slump right now like I have writer's bro- writer's block sorry really bad and I'm just trying to find that you know that next thing that helps me break out of that so I'm just kind of taking it day to day to day and you know waiting for something to really click for me oh we know that feeling (laughs) literally me I get it all the time look I'm her p I'm MJ's PA so I have to deal with her when she gets in her her writer's block My writer's yeah. terrible, though. Oh, my God. Because I get pissed off. I get so she mad. She just had this happen oh, to yeah, her. I've called, been, she called me at 2 I've o'clock in the morning. So I figured it out. I know. I had a, I had a plot inclination. Like, I was like, oh, I got it. But, um, no. <laughs> writer's block is like, it's the devil. It's the devil. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, the it is. Devil. It's the worst. I hate it. So when, okay, so now we're going to, I just was going to shift right on over without even fucking telling her. So we are going to shift to uh, generalized writing questions. So tell us, when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer or author slash author? So this dream for me started at 15 years old when I read Lurleen McDaniel's Don't Die My Love. Yeah. Because that's one of my favorite books ever. And I still have the ratty, worn out paperback on my <laughs> shelf. And I read it, I don't, I think I read it twice, three times a month for years after I read it that first time. Because I was just, you know, trying to, you know, hold on to that love that those characters had. And then I was like, oh my God, I want to write these stories. Like, I want, to make somebody feel like I felt when I was right or reading this book that's literally me oh my god I love when a book <laughs> is so good that you're like oh well it's a new week might as well reread it it's like oh what are you right. reading the same book I was <laughs> yeah. reading look I'm not even a writer ago. and I was doing my bookshelf last night and the first book that ever got me reading romance is so tattered <laughs> yeah yeah it's all ripped and the cover is torn but 
I'll never throw it away. Like I'll have it until the pages start falling out and then I'll do something else with it. <laughs> that's, that's literally me. Um, so are you a plotter, a pantser or somewhere in between? I am a total pantser. Like I don't plot anything. I just write as it comes to me. I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning with a scene in my head and I'll be blindly typing it into my phone and then go back to sleep. And then I'll wake up the next morning and go, what the hell was I even trying to say? <laughs> Listen, I wish, I wish I could. I wish I could just pants my way through life, <laughs> but I cannot, physically cannot, cannot do it. Um, I, congratulations, kudos to you, for real. I, it's not, I can never, <laughs> could never. So I could do never. <laughs> Do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like, would you write at a certain time or like you have to eat Twizzlers or wear the same hoodie? Oh, side note, I need to say this because I thought this was very funny. Stevie was not on the last podcast episode, maybe because she had a family emergency. But when I <laughs> asked Penelope Black this question, she was like, did you like, are you looking at my Instagram stories when you made this question? Because literally she eats Twizzlers and wears hoodies when she's writing. Oh my gosh, how funny is that? I was like, bro, too funny. I'm fucking psychic. That's what it is. All right, sorry. Now continue. Answer. <laughs> okay. Um, I would have to just say that I like to listen to music when I write. Music is a big part of you know how I write. Like I'll put this song to this scene and then I'll listen to it over and over and over and over and that's that's it. Besides eating, uh kettle corn with peanut butter m&ms that's usually Ooh. my go-to right yes um i don't you hate it though so i'm also a music listener when i write right but don't you hate it when you can't find the fucking song like the part like you can't find the song you need like yeah like you're, you're thinking of this one song and then you just can't find it and then you're like oh my god but i need it for this scene like it's gonna make it perfect <laughs> yeah and it's like no but for me i literally am like okay so this is the scene i'm gonna write I'm going to, I'm going to do this and this is what it's going to be like. And then I'm like searching, I'm like scouring the earth for a song that feels like that vibe. And if I can't find mm -hmm. the perfect song, I'm, I'm, I'm done for. I'm like, I'm not even yeah. going to read it then. I'm not even going to write. I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> I just give up. <laughs> I give up. So what do you like to do when you're not writing? I like to bake and Ooh. I like to watch One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but mostly but mostly I'm a mom I have three littles that I take care of and I stay home with them so I'm just a, I'm not I'm just momming momming my way through life <laughs> listen that's fine I admire mothers bro and <laughs> you guys are epic <laughs> I could never <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be able to do that ever so congratulations it's not it's not for everybody. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's very, very tough. <laughs> everybody is me. <laughs> like, I don't know. Knowing me though, I'll have like two, I'll have like five kids or some shit like that in the future. I would, oh my God. I don't even know. I couldn't, I don't even like <laughs> hypothesizing that that might happen. Oh my God. Gives me heart. It's heart. giving you gray hair. <laughs> no, it's giving me like heart issues. <laughs> My thing is, like, though, is MJ would be the one that gets knocked up with like twins on the oh, first no. show. Don't. But see, that's, the thing. that's the thing is, oh, like, my my, that's the thing is, my it twins is like it's in it's in my gen it's my turn. Like my mother is a twin. So with my mom, like it's it's my turn oh, to do it. And I think personally, if I was gonna have children, I would just want to do twins so that 
two and done. Tie them up while you're down there, pal. Just zip, zip it up. I'm, done. <laughs> I'm all done. So what is the weirdest thing that you've had to Google for a book? So it was actually for the third book because I wrote the whole book is in Davis's point of view. So I had to be a guy. So I yeah. Googled, what does it feel like to get kicked in the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it I also asked great. my husband, I was like, can you give me some details? <laughs> Please explain to me what it is like to be kicked in the balls. Yes, I was like, I need graphic details, please. <laughs> I couldn't. Okay, so this is actually, I love writing in the male POV. I love it. It's, I like it a lot more than I actually like writing in a female point of view, to be honest with you. Um, and, but I was just, you, the fact that you had, you asked your husband, I, if I asked my husband, if I asked Fletcher questions about like certain things about being a guy for my books, like, Fletcher is the complete opposite of the of the male characters <laughs> like the only person that the only male character I ever wrote that is close to Fletch is me is Nico and he and he helped me with that one because Nico was a good guy Nico was like sweet and kind and he had a good heart all the rest of my guys mm -hmm. are not and so like Fletcher if I tell him like oh yeah he did this to her and he's like and this is the guy she falls in love with and I'm like yeah yeah it's good it's good right and he's like, <laughs> I see him doing that still I'm like yeah he he tied her up and put her in the basement and he's like and this is the guy that she ends up with and I'm like absolutely it's good isn't it it's good they're gonna die and he's like um I don't know that good would be the I mean if it's what you're looking for then sure <laughs> yeah. yeah so could never but uh Stevie you go ahead and take your reading questions I am completing with my writing ones Okay, so has a book ever changed your life or your idea, idea? Perspective. The, the perspective on something? I think I know what she's going to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a book has changed my life at 15 years old. Don't Die My Love by Lurling McDaniel. <laughs> I have never read this book. Be a writer. <laughs> it's I've really never good. Read this book. What is What's it about? What tissues? It's about, they're, they're like high school age and okay. he gets sick. Oh. As you can maybe guess where this is going. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Like our, the fault in our stars type of story. Yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah. I love a book like that. I love a book that makes yes. me cry. It's really good. I'm going to have to pick it up. But yeah. And then also, I have to mention a book that I read years and years and years later when I was going through a very difficult time, um, it was originally called uh, The Resurrection of Aubrey Miller by L.B. Simmons. It is now, um, oh my gosh, Into the Light. She had changed it, but okay. just the elements of it fit so well with the things I was dealing with in my life. And I now have three paperback copies of this book because I loved it so much and I recommend it to everybody and say you just need to read this book just do it don't ask me no questions just read it kind of book. <laughs> I'm gonna have to add it to my TBR I haven't read that one either that one you might need some tissues for too I am we love a good crying moment I'm on stuck. the podcast I love crying, yes. I love crying. <laughs> look we love you Candy Steiner and oh my gosh she is one of my 
top favorite. Oh, okay, so I love her. I already knew that that Candy was one of her favorites because I think her and I had had this conversation. But please tell MJ the story that you posted in her group chat the other day about the character. Do you know what story? But you know what post I'm talking about? The story of the char- the side character with your name. Oh yes. So Candy ran this giveaway. She hosted this giveaway to be a side character if you won in her Palm South University series. Yeah. And I won. So this <gasps> character's name is Shauna because that's my real name. This character's name is Shauna and she's got purple hair and she's a freaking badass and she actually ends up being one of the main character's love interests. Oh, Holy so shit. Those scenes like fire fiery burning like oh they're so good and I was so stupid geeked to be this character and I was just professing my love to Candy like thank you so much this is so freaking awesome (laughs) I would have died okay I would have literally died I love Candy a love letter to whiskey is like probably it's just like it's an iconic read for me yes that yeah I feel like everything she writes is I, yeah, yeah like, everything I love- she writes is literary gold. Like I tell her that every time. I'm like, I don't know how you just one up the the book, the previous book, but somehow you do it. Like, yeah, she's and it's one like- of my role models, and she's so down to earth and awesome. And I just love her whole being. She's so amazing. We love her. Super humble, super awesome person. Also, if you don't know, we're doing an indie author panel with her where we're going to be asking questions about her writing process and what it takes to be, you know, a successful indie author. So if you have questions for her, you can definitely eat, eat like message them to us on our Instagram after this podcast. I for sure will. I love, and I will be listening to that, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that it, panel. I will is, be there. <laughs> It's yeah, we're super excited about it. But I love candy. A love letter to whiskey fucked me up. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my god, this lady is this lady's oh my god, what is she fucking doing right now? She's the best podcast right? too. So good. <laughs> we literally enjoy every time we have an interaction with her. She's just she's such a humble person, and I it's I think she it would is. be very easy for her to not be because I know a lot of people who are successful like her who are not, you know, humble people, yeah. but she's just she's just she's a gym all right so moving on (laughs) what attracts you to a book the cover the blurb or a recommendation all of the above okay I love abstract covers I love abs on covers but more (laughs) abstract (laughs) and then sometimes the blurb will pull me in because I go ooh, like that sounds like really juicy or, you know, that sounds like really super steamy and I got to read me some of that. <laughs> and then of course, friends who are readers say, you have to read this book. And I'm like, okay, I'll read it. I trust your I'm judgment. Yeah, exactly. And this is where I say you should read MJ's book, Love and Hockey. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'll put it on my list. <laughs> Like she said, it's hockey, obviously. It's hockey. But it's not rom-com. Let's start with It's not rom-com. Let me just like clarify that because you might need tissues. You'll need tissues before the the prologue's over. Oh my Jesus. What you you trying to do to me? (laughs) I'm trying to break hearts. I'm trying to break hearts and kill people. That's what I'm doing. 
Very close. Okay, well. I'm, so what? Okay. who are some of your favorite authors to read? And this is the part where you can name drop your friends. Okay, so Candy Steiner. <laughs> love it. And I love J.B. Salisbury and L.B. Simmons. And let's see, Macaulay Smelter. She's amazing. Mm. And Stacey Hart. <laughs> and, oh, my God, there's so many, like, so many amazing authors that I read before I joined you know being like being this being a writer and joined the book community that have turned into friends is That's so just amazing to me. and it's just crazy like I was I admired their work before and now they help me with my dream and I'm like floored by these people but yeah those are just a few there's so many that I'm I just can't even name them all because we'd be here all night. Wait, um, we're actually recording with Macaulay Smelser tomorrow. <laughs> <gasps> I love her. I've been so, in, so I've been a die-hard reader of hers since God, <laughs> since Unraveling came out. Yes, years so and a years ago. Side note about <laughs> Macaulay: both of my daughters are named after characters from her books. Oh, I love really? that. <laughs> yes. So my first daughter is Ariella from uh, The Lies That Define Us. And then my second daughter is Thea from uh, When Stars Collide. Love it. Oh my God. I love yes. her writing. I absolutely love everything about her books. Yes. And mm -hmm. I'm normally not a huge YA person. But she yeah. writes some of the most amazing <laughs> YA books. I haven't read her. Yeah, she does. I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm not a huge YA, but it's like everything she puts out, I'm just like sucked into it. And she's also an incredible individual also. Yes, that she is. And she's dealt with a lot too. <laughs> yes, yes, she has. Yep. <laughs> so do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? Um. I collect physical copies, but I hardly read them. So same girl is same. my yeah my go to. <laughs> same. The books on the bookshelf are not meant for reading; they're meant for viewing pleasure. Yes, yeah. for your yes. viewing pleasure only. Touch them and you die. Yep. <laughs> so, what was your last exactly. five star read? Uh, my last five star read was Henry and Ivy by J. B. Salisbury, which. Henry, that book is a spinoff from her fighting series, and Henry and Ivy is about the son of my favorite character from her fighting series. So when she told like the world she was releasing that book, I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I almost peed myself because I love Rex Carter, and this is about his son, Henry, and I was like, oh, my God, give it to me. I don't, I don't even care. Just give it to me. <laughs> you sound like me with uh, Kaylee Ryan announcing that she's doing a spinoff of the Beyond the Bases book. Yes. And I freaked out and was like, oh, my God, give me Paisley's book. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read any of these because. <laughs> she's a dark reader. I am the light and fluffy reader. Yeah. So the, her fighting series are not light and fluffy. They have some dark stuff going on, but they're really freaking good. Like if you like possessive alphas who protect their woman at all costs, 
you just want to go look up that series and have yourself a big fighting man read fest. <laughs> you just you just smart checked all her box. See, this is the okay. thing though. This is the thing though. I like all of that, except I like when they're like serial killers. When I say like when I say dark world, I don't just mean like angsty make you cry possessive alpha. Mm-hmm. I mean like would bring a dead body to your door if they looked at you wrong. <laughs> romance but it's fine it's fine like I like okay and this is so bad because I don't condone any of this in real life but like Stockholm syndrome (laughs) yeah like why is that so hot in books like I've kidnapped you and then you're gonna fall in love with me and in real life you'd be like this guy's a fucking psycho like I'll be honest but in books you're like yes have you seen the TikToks of those women that it's like when you find out you're kidnapped and like they take the mask off you and it's like uh and it's like a really hot guy that's kidnapped you and they put the mask back on and they put their arms back in like yeah. time thing it's like it's fine yeah because I'm gonna be honest yeah, yeah. I might do the same thing <laughs> I depends it depends he got dark hair and real pretty eyes and he's got a nice little build and a little bit of a sharp jawline I might just stay kidnapped I might I don't know yeah. I might. Um, Stevie, go ahead. <laughs> question. We're on trope, trope questions. Are we? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is our favorite section of the podcast, and it is our trope questions. So what is your favorite trope to write and why? I love Second Chance. <laughs> because like we were talking about earlier, there's just so many possibilities. Like, why did they break up in the first place and what's going to be the factor that brings them together and all these things that just make up the the second chance part of it and I just love it I don't know (laughs) you and me both so what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why I I don't know there's so many tropes I don't know. I guess I would maybe like to dip my foot into everything if I have like an idea for a story. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm not, I'm not sure about one specific one right now, but maybe eventually one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Everybody. She's keeping her, she's keeping all the doors open. I know. She's keeping <laughs> it open. I'll so, never say never. Oh, well, shit. On the opposite side <laughs> of the spectrum. What is one trope you would never write and why? I guess um, to reword that, what is like the one that's the furthest away from you doing? Again, I don't, I couldn't put my foot on one specific one because if I had an idea for it, I would probably write it. I mean, shit. This is one of my favorite questions because we recently had Molly McLean on here and she swore, she said, I will never write BDSM. Like it it won't happen. And then she comes to find out one of her books from like, I don't know, like six years ago was classified as BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. (laughs) So of course she tagged me and goes, I said I would never write one, but apparently I have all because he pushed (laughs) her up against the wall. (laughs) I love it. So if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Probably second chance. 
<laughs> just because that's my favorite to read. I've I've started a second second chance. It's different. It's a complete standalone, but I don't know. I just seem to gravitate towards second chance because I love that like character redemption. If the guy has done something bad or the you know the heroine has done something bad, I just love that like journey of redemption or them you know finding each other again after years and years apart and the the love is still there. I just I just love all of it. Yeah, I would want a billionaire because <laughs> money can't buy oh, happy, yeah. but it can help. Yeah, yeah, true. true. It can buy more books. <laughs> whoever said yeah, money can't buy, buy happiness, whoever said money can't buy happiness, obviously ain't flying around the world with a mafia king. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I mean, you have a valid point. <laughs> Secondly, I would love to do reverse harem, and I don't even care if we're broke as a joke. She already has her reverse harem picked out. Like, I do. I have my harem. Her, 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 her harem with me. And I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Four out of the five of them are rich motherfuckers. So I'm fine. I'm solid. <laughs> so she's still living her billionaire lifestyle. I'm solid. And I mean, well, technically, te- I mean, okay, hold up. I mean, one of them, so Damon Torrance from the Devil's Night series by Penelope Douglas is loaded as a motherfucker. So I'm set for life on that one. But then Alex Warren is also like the dad of like a government run dystopian world. So I'm assuming he has a lot of money, but like monetary value isn't really discussed in the series. So I'm assuming he has a lot of money though. Um, And then Rowan Whitethorn is also from a fantasy world and he's like a king. So I'm assuming he's got a lot of fucking money too. So I mean, I'm I'm fine. (laughs) She's set up for life. (laughs) I know, right? In all kinds of different worlds too. Like, (laughs) I'm set. Um, however, that is our last question for you. This has been super fun. You've been so amazing. We're going to let you talk a little bit about yourself and let our listeners know where to find you and where to find your books. So the floor is yours for the next little bit. Okay. Well, I published on Amazon exclusively for now. I'm actually thinking about going wide because I've had some readers, you know, we don't have Kindle Unlimited. So that's a very you know, serious thing that I'm thinking about. But for now, I'm published on Amazon. You can buy um, ebook or paperback. And I'm also enrolled in Kindle Unlimited. So you can read books for free. Super amazing. Super awesome. Like we said, you've been you've been great. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm sure that we'll chat with you later. Yes, thank you both so much for having me. I've had so much fun. And I hope to come back and talk to you again. Absolutely.